Welcome to Bought at a Price. Thank you so much for taking time to listen. Our mission is to take you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, your lifestyle, and your role in His kingdom. And here, we're committed to bringing you solid biblical wisdom combined with practical, science-backed lifestyle tips to help you care for yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Again, thank you for listening. I sure missed being with you last week, but last week was a bit of a whirlwind. My exchange student finally went home and trying to get her out the door on short notice and then clean up the aftermath was just, it made for a wee bit of a crazy week. But I'm back with you now and I am so happy to be here. I love coming and spending time on Fridays recording a podcast episode, even if you don't necessarily listen to it on Fridays. I'm still glad to be here with you. So we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is one of my favorite things to talk about. It's just mind-blowing to me. And you'll probably hear me say that more than once in this episode, but it's mind-blowing to me that Jesus would leave us with the Holy Spirit. But, you know, how are we supposed to know how to follow him? Knowing how to follow the Holy Spirit is an important thing. And sometimes I wish that there was like this little Holy Spirit cliff note inside the Bible, but instead... Learning to follow the Holy Spirit is something that takes time, and thankfully, God didn't leave the figuring it out part up to us. The Bible is full of guidance on following the Holy Spirit, and so today, we're going to look at five of those ways. There's a lot, I mean, so many examples and stories in scripture that I could really probably turn the list of five ways to follow the Holy Spirit into 30 or more ways to know you're following the Holy Spirit. But I landed on five. How did I manage to do that? I opened God's word. I prayed. I followed the fruit. I focused on the small things. And I did what I didn't want to. You know, those things where you know you should do something, but you really don't want to? Yeah. Those are the five ways to know you're following the Holy Spirit as well. And that's what we're going to be diving into a bit more today. So one, you spend time in God's word. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. This is one of many places in the Bible that tells us to meditate on God's word. And God's instructions here to Joshua, they're also his instructions to us. When we spend time meditating on God's word, we learn how God wants us living our lives and how he wants us handling everything life throws our way. 
Plus, when we spend time, consistent time in God's instruction manual for life, this is where we learn how to follow the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us everything about the Holy Spirit who he is, what he does, and most importantly, it shows us how Jesus followed the Holy Spirit. And when we're following Jesus's lead, we'll be following the Holy Spirit. But we've got to spend that time in God's Word. I've included a couple of more podcast episodes on meditating on God's Word that you can find in the show notes. If you need a little help ramping up your time in God's word time. Check out those two episodes. So what has spending time in God's word taught you about living life as a Christian? Have you read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John? If not, think about reading those over the next several weeks. And as you're reading them, pay attention to how you see Jesus following the Holy Spirit's lead. It's amazing the way those four books overlap and tell the same stories a little bit differently, but together just give us this beautiful picture of Jesus's life and the way he depended on the Holy Spirit. So number two, you talk with him. Romans 8, 26 and 27 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I love that. I mean, think about that. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit, intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I just, words, there aren't any when you think about that. So powerful. But prayer is also one of the most important things that we can do as Christians because it deepens our relationship with God. And it's through prayer, like I just said, that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Mind-blowing. Told you I was going to say it more than once, but it is. It's mind-blowing. So much about the Holy Spirit is mind-blowing. But I like to think of prayer time like my Sunday mornings with my best friend prayer time, and my Sunday mornings with my friend are safe places where I can rejoice, pour my heart out, share my dreams, mourn about what I've messed up, and express what I'm wondering about. Prayer is a time where I can praise and worship God, confess my sins, bring the needs of others and myself to God, and it's a time when I get to quiet my heart and my mind and listen to God. He even lets me throw a fit, get angry, celebrate, rejoice, cry. You pick an emotion. God's okay with it. And the more I pray, the more my heart changes and the more I recognize what following the Holy Spirit looks like. And that's because following the Holy Spirit is following God. And if you're walking in step with God's word and going to God in prayer, the Holy Spirit will only lead you into things that glorify God. So when your feet hit the floor 
Ask God what he wants for your day. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you through it. It'll take some practice. But next week, we're going to talk about ways that the Holy Spirit communicates with us so that that way you can learn to recognize his voice. Until then, I got two more podcasts for you to listen to. One on prayer, how to pray during hard times and use scripture to support and even provide words for your prayers. And another, praying without ceasing. So is prayer an important part of your day? Why or why not? How has prayer changed your relationship with God? I've got a link to some Bible verses that are on the website. I want you to take a look at those Bible verses and then think about prayer and the Holy Spirit and then answer this question. How could spending regular time in prayer help you follow the Holy Spirit? Number three, the third way, is we become fruit followers. Galatians 5, and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, whoops, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And this passage is telling us what to look for when we're wondering how to follow the Holy Spirit. We follow the fruit. If it reflects God's love, brings joy or peace, involves patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control, there's a really good chance the Holy Spirit's at work. And that's because you can't have fruit without the Holy Spirit. So if you're wondering if you're like supposed to help a neighbor move, buy groceries for the homeless person, or even stop eating three servings of ice cream, Do those things reflect the fruit of the Spirit? I think they do, because they reflect love, kindness, goodness, and self-control. Following the fruit involves weighing everything we think about doing against the fruit of the Spirit. If it can't be matched to a fruit, it's likely not something the Holy Spirit's leading us to. And with some things, though, we don't need to follow fruit because God's given us really clear, specific instructions in his word. With those things, we're just called to simply obey. So how would following the fruit help you follow the Holy Spirit? This week, practice. Practice being a fruit follower every time something comes up and you're unsure what to do even those things you don't really want to do. Who knows what God will do and how he'll stretch you as you follow the fruit of the Spirit. So the fourth way is you do small things consistently. James 1 verses 22 and 25 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. God's word is full of instructions for life. That's why I call it God's instruction manual for life. And James is telling us that we can't just read the Bible. We have to read it, take it in, and then put what we read into action. That action involves being a doer of the word. And it often involves doing small things consistently. But those small things are a big deal to God. 
Jesus said, one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. That's Luke 16, 10. Doing little small things can seem trivial because our sin nature wants to be applauded and recognized for doing those big, monumental, and meaningful things. But the little things we do often have the biggest kingdom impact. A big part of following the Holy Spirit involves obedience to the little and the big things in God's Word. When we're obedient with the small things, God will entrust us with the bigger things. So whether it's cleaning church bathrooms, checking your neighbor's mail when they're away, or being kind to a cranky boss, keep following the Holy Spirit and continue being a doer of the Word. Want some ideas for doing? I've got a podcast episode with 30 ways that you can help other people. And helping others is a great way to show that you are being a doer of the word. So what do you think it means, though, to be a doer of the word? And how does it connect to following the Holy Spirit? Would you ask the Holy Spirit to help you be an obedient doer of God's word? My prayer is that you're going to be blessed in your doing and that you'll recognize the joy that comes from following the Spirit's lead. And then the fifth way, you do those things that you don't want to. 1 Peter 3, 17 through 18 and a half says, For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Wow. The righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Hold on a second. I had to move. My leg was falling asleep. If you had seen this crazy position that I'm in trying to record this podcast episode, you'd be laughing at me. But, all right. Back. Able to talk again. None of us, none of us like doing things that we don't want to do or things that we're uncomfortable or unfamiliar with. But, that but, it's been following us around since we were kids and never liked hearing it then. God often asks us to step outside our comfort zone and follow his lead. This can also be one of the ways we know if we're being led by the Spirit. If our flesh responds to something as, I don't want to, we need to stop and check if it reflects the fruit of the Spirit or one of God's commands. If it does, and that still small voice keeps speaking, it's time to follow the Holy Spirit's leading. Over time, you come to recognize these don't want to's, and instead of trying to avoid them, you'll be quick to say, not my will, but yours be done. I've found that God uses these things to change me and to make my wants and desires better reflect his. So are there things that you've felt you were supposed to do but haven't? If so, what and why haven't you done them? And when you check them against God's word and the fruit of the Spirit, what do you find? 
Major transformation happens when we follow the Holy Spirit and sacrifice our wants for God's will. My friend, following the Holy Spirit, it is the best place to be. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And my prayer is that you walk away from this episode walking in step with the Holy Spirit. And so that we can become better followers, the next episode, we're going to look at different ways the Holy Spirit communicates with us. Because when we know how he communicates, it makes it easier to follow. If you're wondering if you're following the Holy Spirit, remember, the Spirit of God will never lead us into anything that's not God's will. The Holy Spirit will always lead us away from sin and into truth. He'll lead us to pray God's will, live in accordance with God's word, He'll show us how to obtain God's promises, and following the Holy Spirit is always fruitful. But following the Holy Spirit doesn't only involve big, monumentous things. He wants to lead us through every single thing in life, the little and the big. So be encouraged, my friend. Jesus left you with the Holy Spirit so that you would have the same power source and guide that he had. You've got the strength and power of Almighty God on your side, and he's waiting to lead you through life. Until next week, consider meditating on Proverbs 20, 27. It says the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. God bless. I'll see you next time.